Welcome back to another edition of Play by Play, presented by our friends at The Advocate, Harrison Valentine, joined by the illustrious Kent Lowe, an extra sweet edition of Play by Play as our women's basketball team gets sent off to Greenville just outside our building right now. Kent, how are you? How was your weekend? How's everything going? Good. Uh, yeah, I was uh, walking over here as the uh, crowd was gathering as we're taping the, this edition, and uh, they're off to Greenville for the uh, Sweet 16 round of the NCAA after what was a very successful first and second round with some great action and, frankly, a very dominating win over Michigan on uh, Sunday night here at the Assembly Center. It was really uh, quite a night and quite a good game. I thought by halftime that the LSU team had pretty much taken Michigan's best shot and uh, that they were not going to be able to make a major comeback. They made a little move at the start of the half, second half, the third quarter. But in the end, LSU was just too good too dominant and too tough defensively and on the boards to allow Michigan to make any kind of comeback. Yeah, it was as complete a performance as as we've seen all year for LSU. And we've seen some pretty dominant performances all year from Angel Reese, maybe not <laughs> as dominant as the two that she put in these, in these NCAA yeah. tournament games. Kim Mulkey said, I wrote a story about it, Kim Mulkey said at the press conference after Tennessee when they lost, she said, there's something in you know Angel Reese's eye this week. There's a hunger there, and and I said it's not an eyelash, it's not a sparkle reflecting off her her Bayou Barbie crown, um, but she was on another level uh, this weekend. Uh, I talked to the strength and conditioning coach of the women's basketball team, and he said that Angel came back from from Tennessee with a chip on her shoulder, with with you know she made it a point to get with the, the strength and conditioning coach and get pushed harder than ever before. He said it was a different angel than we'd seen all year, and it certainly was. Well, I thought for a while Andy Messina, the, who's in charge of our stat crew, I thought his finger got stuck on the offensive rebound yep. key because, I mean, Reese was getting offensive rebound after offensive rebound, and, uh, you know, it was just an amazing night for her and, frankly, for the whole team. And they didn't shoot that great. You know, when you look at the field goal percentage, both teams shot about the same, and it really wasn't an outstanding night shooting. So there's still more to that can be worked on and improved with this team as they now take on number two seed Utah. And then the brackets opened up a little bit for them past then because the number one seed in the Greensville two region uh, Indiana has been beaten, so opportunities are there for yep. LSU and for Kim Mulkey's team to to make this a very exciting trip to Greenville this weekend. It starts Friday night, 4 o'clock, on the LSU Sports Radio Network. And for those of you in the Baton Rouge area, the game will air on 107 FM because uh, obviously there's all kind of events happening that'll be on the network Friday. So remember basketball on 100.7 Friday and Sunday, 
hopefully uh, there will be a Sunday for this LSU yep, team. Yep. LSU will now, like you said, travel back to Greenville, the site of its most recent loss in the SEC, uh, SEC tournament. So they've got some unfinished business there. Um, you want to talk some baseball right now? Yeah, why not? Um, I mean, really, you know, encouraging and, and positive showing, or a disappointing end, obviously, on Sunday. But I, I you know, they played, you know, as well as they could or as, you know, as I thought they would. Um, you know, Tommy White was, was uh, exceptional. Dylan Cruz, you know, Paul Skeens was, you know, like I said, doing Paul Skeens Paul things. Paul Skeens, yeah. Uh, what did you have, 11 strikeouts? Yeah, exactly. I think, I think, frankly, if you can win two out of three every weekend, you're going to be right there at the end. I mean, there are going to be weeks you're going to sweep, especially the chances at home are better for that. But two out of three against Texas A&M to open league play, I'd take that in a heartbeat. One bad inning kind of in the eighth inning there where they gave up the four runs. You probably need your starters on Saturday and Sunday to maybe give you a little more than three and a third. You probably need them if you can get them to five. That would be great, five or six innings. Uh, starting pitching would help tremendously. But – I don't have a lot to say disappointing about the weekend. I mean, to get two games in a very tough place for road teams to open conference play, and some of these guys seeing it for the first time, the atmosphere yep. at an SEC game. So I have no disappointments at all with what happened. And now Arkansas is here for the weekend. Uh, 7, 1, and noon for the three games, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all three on over-the-air TV and all three on the network. So I have a feeling if the weather is good, and I know Friday night's a little tricky, but if the weather is good Saturday afternoon and it's in the 80s like it's forecasted, you could have – a massive crowd at a Dalek Box Stadium for Yeah, that. I think my biggest takeaway was no lead is safe against this team. I mean, they, they fall behind 4 nothing early, and I think it was Sunday or Saturday. Saturday, uh, Saturday yeah. And yeah. then they, they go for 12 runs on 11 hits in four innings. Um, you really can't blink because things can change in a real hurry against this lineup top to bottom. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Harrison. I mean, this, this is a, a very good team with a lot of depth and uh you kind of saw uh tuesday night in the game against central arkansas you know when players uh coming off the off the bench so to speak uh since that game went the distance uh, were able to get some playing time and there are a lot of those that in some other places could be starting you know for yep. teams so there's a lot of depth on this team. There's a lot of good players and uh, a lot to look forward to as we get into the heart of the conference schedule. So before we talk gymnast, uh, gymnastics, Brian Kelly went, met with the media yesterday, and he made a point to mention that it's pretty clear that our football team is, quote, bigger, faster, and stronger right now than they were at this point last year. We're going to have Jake Flint, Director of Athletic Development, join us after the break. Um, but but we're, first, let's, let's talk gymnastics and, and, and their, their seeding. They were a two seed in the, in the Denver region. Right. The number six in the country, they're the second seed behind Michigan in the uh, regional that will take place uh, in Denver on the first and second 
It's uh, fairly simple. There'll be four teams in the afternoon session of the meet on the first. There's an evening session. The top two teams from each session go to a what would be called a regional final night on the second. And then the top two teams from there go on to nationals. It's an interesting format now. And uh, you got to be on for a couple of nights. But uh, this team has really done an amazing job. And uh, what they've done, Haley, Brian, Finnegan, all of them, those that have stepped up for all the injuries this team has had, uh, they have done an amazing job. Had a good score in the SEC meet. They were third. Florida was uh, just, I don't even know how to explain it. They were as good as I've seen a team in a long time in the SEC meet. And uh, they were putting up numbers that uh, could uh, make them the favorite for the championship right now. But it is in these type of things what happens at the particular moment. And so now it all kind of erases itself and starts again with the uh, regionals, uh, the first and second in Denver. And before we go, uh, Harrison, we should talk softball a minute because – they uh, softball team rebounded last night over uh, McNeese six to two. Tough weekend at the park against Tennessee. Tennessee's pitching uh, is pretty unbelievable right now. They have five solid pitchers who all have an ERA below one, and uh, they just shut LSU down for the weekend. But again, very early in league. Uh, they go to Ole Miss this weekend for three games at 5, 6, and 1. And, of course, uh, you can hear those games as well on the network this weekend. Nobody better than Kent Lowe, the best in the business. He's got you covered on all things LSU athletics. All right, we'll take a, a quick break and then talk a little spring football with Jake Flint, uh, Director of Athletic Development, on this edition of Play by Play, presented by our friends at The Advocate. All right, welcome back to the second segment of Play by Play. Happy to be joined now by Director of Athletic Development uh, over with LSU football, Jake Flint. Jake, thanks for coming over today and uh, sitting down and, and giving us some insight into the program and what you're doing and, and all the work that y'all are doing this spring. Yeah, I appreciate you guys letting me on. Are you excited that it's spring football time, which means it's that much closer to another real football season? I mean, yes and no. Obviously, uh, what I do is, is a lot of times in the offseason, you know, so I'm uh, with them all year round and really the off seasons where I, you know, am doing the most of my work. Uh, you could argue that. But, yeah, I mean, I love, I love watching them play football to see the product, you know. I mean, as, as we're going into the monotony of just coming in, training every day, lifting weights, running, whatever it may be, um, seeing them do what they love to do, you know, not all of them love to power clean. I don't think most of them love to squat, but you know it's part of the, part of the process. You got to do it, but they love to play football, and uh, it's good and it's great to see them out there, um, you know, outside in, in the mornings and getting them going when the, when the sun's rising, and you can see them run around and do what they do. It, it is it is exciting, and knowing, hey, what do we have to work on? You know, for me, I, I just view it as what's the next step, you know, and so from there we go to summer, from there we go to camp, and then we're going to be kicking off before we know it. So. Cody, I think it'd be good for Jake if he would kind of go through your association with 
Coach Kelly, because it is kind of interesting, and you've been with him in many different ways over your career. Yeah, so I've been with Coach for since 2004. I think it's 19 or so seasons. I I really don't remember anymore. No math required on this show. (laughs) Yeah, whatever it may be. Um, So I was on. uh, I went to Central Michigan University. Um, his his first two years coaching there were my last two years uh, on the team. So I was there previously with Mike DeBoard. And, uh, you know, when Coach Kelly came in, we were all fired up. And uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I did not go to school for this. My undergrad is not in, you know, uh, strength conditioning, if you will, or exercise physiology. It's, it's, it's teaching. I'm, I was going to be a teacher. and uh, But I was a... You know, a walk-on, a try-hard walk-on that just wanted to do whatever I could for the team, and uh, you know, fell in love with the weight room and such. And uh, and uh, immediately when I got done, you know, playing after my last year, he's the strength coach at the time was like, "Okay, you're my assistant, <laughs> basically." <laughs> and uh, you know, so Paul Longo, you know, me and him uh, were at Central Michigan. Then as Coach Kelly moved on to University of Cincinnati, was with him for three years there. Then we went 12 seasons at Notre Dame, and I've literally been with him for for the whole time. So he's. He's all I've known, um, which, you know, like you said, is pretty unique. I know the messaging. I know how it's been built, how we've, you know, adapted over the years and, and modified to, to where we're at. And, uh, you know, and, and obviously in the, in the lens of, of strength conditioning, if athletic development, if you will, but also holistically as a program. You know, I know where, where we need to go and how it looks as we flow through the year. I saw a quote uh, when you first came down here when you were talking about your time. At, at Central Michigan as a walk-on uh, that you practiced practiced your ass off was the quote <laughs> and eventually was able to earn a scholarship yeah. your final season there. Yeah. I, I think just to go off of that, you know, I, I did uh, love to practice. I loved to – whatever I could do, I wanted to win and compete. Um, I did not get the scholarship because I – was that good of a player on the field but I could I could t- I could coach I could teach the guys that had the ability <laughs> to make sure they were in the right position um, and I think that was part of the part of the you know the reason they gave me a scholarship I've never asked I don't it doesn't matter they just you know obviously I, I think I earned my way and and did all the things I could do doing the right thing um, and uh, but I, I love to just be there and do whatever I could for the team it helps you though having been I think a walk-on and, you know, that's not the glamour position, so to speak, you would say, in football. But I would think now in, in your years of coaching, it helps you connect with players, whether they are the walk-ons, whether they are the stars. You've kind of been through that ringer as a player and know what they're thinking and yeah. know what they're days when they feel like they're good and when they don't feel like working out and all yeah I mean there's no doubt that there there's there's you know context there that I can say I've done this I have been in your shoes I've I know what it takes to you know come in every day and not know if there's going to be a reward at the end of the day you know and and now that I'm a father of six too those days continue there's days when it's really really hard and so I tell the guys like there, there's gonna be days when you you don't want to do what we what you need to do but you know if you want to be you know held accountable and you want to be you know 
who you think you want to be, you got to do the work. And there's no doubt that, I mean, obviously the walk-ons in particular, but the scholarship guys, everybody that's here, they know. And there's an instant respect built that, that you know, now it's been a few years now that I, I keep going, but, you know, they know that I've done it and I've done it with Coach Kelly. That's the other thing. Like, I know exactly. I've seen Coach Kelly and on both sides of it as a player and as a coach. So um, you guys that get, you know, he, he gets fired up a little bit, you know, with that you haven't seen the half of it. Okay. So <laughs> back in 2004, like it's, it's even changed since then. Jake, you, uh, you came in last year and you had to do the ground running. I mean, y'all came in before the bowl game and you just got to get started and jump in and go right now that you've had a full year under your belt and you've been able to build out your program, what's, what's been the biggest advantage? I know Coach Kelly at his press conference spoke to the fact that I think already nine players have hit 20 miles per hour in the spring as opposed to one last year. Is that just your magic and you're making everybody faster or is that no. having a year of, of, of building to get to this point? I mean, that's all it is. I mean, and like Coach Kelly talks about all the time, and it's consistency. It's just, just having the day in and day out, you know, consistency to work and – you know, it's the it's everybody. It's it's how we collaborate. You know, and that's what I pride myself on as a you know the athletic you know director of athletic development. It's working with nutrition. It's working with you know our athletic training room. It's working with our equipment guys, with our position coaches, with our you know mental performance coaches. It's everybody across the board working together. It's not okay. I'm gonna just have the guys strong and fast, and hopefully you guys get them to you know improve their skill, and hopefully you keep them you know healthy and you you know, feed them vegetables, things like that. No, we work in collaboration. And that's – and Coach – it starts from the top, from Coach Kelly. I mean, I meet with him um, almost daily, during the season daily, to make sure that we're, we're in the right, right spot. And we just, we just communicate, you know, and collaborate and make sure that, you know, how's it looking, how are we doing from a workload standpoint and all those things. And there's days when you got to – you know, hey, we got room to go, Coach. We can – you can – put the pedal down a little bit or hey we got to just keep an eye and be aware of things so it's just a it's a collaborative effort I mean I'd love to sit here and say I made them faster and stronger but that's not the case because also the players you know they've seen we were fortunate last year you know we, we trained them and we had some success maybe more success some would say than we, we originally thought, or some people originally thought we would have, and and that helps <laughs> buy-in. Yep. If you if you win, um, typically they say, okay, well, well the, this the sprinting that we do, and the way that we lift, and the way that we train, and the way that we harp on your nutrition and, and your sleep, and why are we doing this daily wellness questionnaire every single day to tell you how we're feeling, coach? That's that's getting you know the monotony of it, but it works, and just keep doing it, and it's going to build even even farther and more calloused to what we can do in the future. Well, to the layperson like me who watches football as a fan, the thing I noticed about LSU was the fourth quarter. I mean, the LSU team this year in the fourth quarter seemed to have so much gas left in the tank that it was obvious how much that helped this team late in games and I would think some of that has to go back to not only the whole program set up but to what you're doing in preparing these and developing these athletes yeah I mean once again it's a collaborative effort I mean coach Kelly talks about it all the time it's it's our it's our total preparation it's the process you know it's not hey we're gonna you know have the fourth quarter program if you will It starts from the top. You know, we have four quarters of winning football. You know, start fast, attention to detail, effort, enthusiasm, and finish strong. It's broadcast. It's everywhere in our building. Um, We talk about it all the time. And it's just the message and the voice and and across across the organization. And that's what it's about. If you don't succeed in the first, second, third quarter, then what's the fourth quarter, you know? But 
there's no doubt that the way that we manage, you know, everything holistically from a preparation standpoint, that's what goes into it, you know, and obviously uh, having, you know, natural energy, not false enthusiasm, having the guys, you know, certain nutrition and certain, you know, uh, you know physical uh, preparation leading up to the game, how we do our practice schedule, it all matters to, to the fourth quarter, if you will. That's where it may show up, but we're looking at it all, all of it, our, our, our pregame, our, you know, what are we doing when we're running, you know, after pregame, before we come out for the you know, kickoff, all those things. There's, there's, there's specific detail to all of that down to the minute. How much has, I don't want to call it strength training because it's certainly not in 2023, but I, there is, but I mean, it's not known as that these days. But how much has it changed, the business changed, I guess, since your days as a football player and starting out as an assistant strength coach yeah. to now as athletic or director of athletic development. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it. it pro I still call it training. Like it, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's it is a weight training. Yes. Is there running? Yes. Conditioning. Whatever words you use, it's training. You know, I mean, it's it's developing. And you know, I think you got to look more. I think I look more at it where I was at Central Michigan University. We didn't have. A lot, you know. I mean, we had we worked with what we had, you know. what I mean, and and we had barbells, and we had a field, and we had <laughs> that's what we needed. We had a gator to push and a hill to run up, and you know, we had some things that were just there. And and Central or Cincinnati, we had a few more things. Notre Dame, we had some more things. Now LSU, uh, we, we I I have the vision and the platform to to do what we need to do. And and a lot of it is sports science, right? It is. And it's driven by Coach Kelly, you know, his, his, his mind and how he thinks from a data standpoint and, and analytics. Like, he, you know, blessed me with the opportunity to, to create my staff. Um, and, and that's having, you know, all my guys, you know, as far as the strength coaches, you know, Kyle Sager, Ike Brown, Sean Faccioni, Xavier Goodness, strength coaches from various backgrounds, different areas. And then my sports science staff, you know, with Scott Kuhn leading it and Jordan Pinella. That's a unique, you know, uh, position that we're in from, from, you know, across the country. And the way – not just the way it's built, but the way that we collaborate. And I, I know I keep coming back to that, but that's what it's about, using everything we have. So, of course, we have GPS that can tell us miles per hour, can tell us workloads and yardages and accelerations, decelerations. There's, we could talk for hours about that stuff. There's force plate data. There's you know velocity-based training system. It's, it's iPads at every rack to watch the barbell move. And it, when it comes down to it, though, we're dealing with people. Mm -hmm. I, wanna, I want the guys to come in to uh, appreciate you know, weight, weight training and strength conditioning. Not, they don't need to love it, but they need to know why we're doing things and how it fits into the, the total preparation. And that's where Coach Kelly comes in. He, he speaks about it a lot, and he leans back on a lot of the data because it, it, it doesn't lie. Like, and I don't hide anything. I mean, that's another unique thing where the players all have, they all have phones. Everybody has a phone these days. And we, we've created an app on their phone that they have available to them. So if they want to know how fast they ran during practice, they know. There's no, I'm going to keep everything, you know, on, 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 you know under, underneath my vest and not show them. I want them to know where they're at because it's only going to drive everything forward. But so it's changed in, in, in the respect of, uh, you know, we have a lot more tools to work with maybe um, just, just with some of the technologies. But, you know, that's it. Before, before you ask a question, Cody, let me just ask this. Do you consider yourself, listening to you, I feel this way, do you consider yourself a people person? I do. I hope so. I mean, I, I've, I don't talk much. I get that. that I don't talk know. much, but I, wanna, I want the guys to just feel comfortable. I mean, you know, I've been in various locker rooms, 
all different. And that's one of the things that you get as a student athlete, as a coach, from a strength and conditioning standpoint, you know, as far as a strength coach goes, one reason I chose this profession was, you know, originally I wanted to be a running, I was like, I'm gonna be a running back coach. I'm gonna get in there and, and you'll have six, seven, eight, five guys, whatever it may be. But I was like, man, I can, I can learn all these guys' names. I can get to know, and, and it's maybe not as deep as, you know, you might be, but I, I know every single person on the team. You know, I get to know where they're from as best you can. You know, all these things. I mean, don't quiz me on it, but, you know, <laughs> you, you, you well, get to know them. Those questions. You get to know them, though. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just, you know, I, I think that you have to have that ability as a, as a who, who I am and who my staff is, is we want to make sure that they know the importance of what we're doing and feel comfortable for talk, talking to us. Like, when it comes down to it, listen, guys, just come in, train hard. You don't got to think. Just show up with a great attitude and with the mindset to, to, to get better, and, and we'll go from there. Jake, we're talking a lot of big-picture stuff, but let's zoom in on the spring. Like, what, is a, what does a day look like for you, for your schedule, for the guy's schedule? And, and then what are you trying to accomplish throughout the spring? What's sort of the big-picture goal for the spring, but then what does the, the day-to-day stuff look like? Yeah, so if, you're, if you mean spring ball in particular, right yeah. now as yep. we currently sit, um, you know, we'll, we'll work a six-day work week as far as, you know, uh, football-related activities. And essentially, we practice three days, we're on the field three days, and then we weight train and, and do position meetings three days. So it's, it's, it's every other, right? Yeah. So whatever the days may be, however they split up, we'll do a weight training and meeting one day, and then we'll be on the field and prepare the next day. We're in a, at a decent time. I mean, you got to be there and prepare uh, early, you know, both myself and my staff, and then obviously the players. We do, uh, we talked about this before the show, but, but sleep education is yeah. huge in, in, in my book, and, and obviously Coach Kelly, we, we have ways that we can track sleep. We ask them how much they sleep and how, how efficient they sleep every single day to make sure you know, they're aware yeah. of what they're doing and how their, their habits and routines uh, lead into that. But um, um, so I say that because obviously we gotta get up early. It's just mm-hmm. the nature of the beat. It's college football, yeah. you, you can't sleep in until nine and, and, and expect to you know, get up and just practice a little bit and go to, go to school, but um, there's school parameters. Um, so we, we, there's meal checks before they train and or uh, practice. They obviously will usually have some type of team meeting. We'll practice if it's a practice day. Um, after practice, there's more meals, there's more food calories for them on the way out. You know, go to class. After class, you know, we don't really see them again. Sometimes they'll come back. They might get some post, you know, recovery work with us mm-hmm. or in the AT, in the athletic training room um, throughout the day. Um, obviously, nutritionally, they always come back through and get in, 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 and have the opportunity to get some snacks or whatnot and come to the PNC, which is, a, you know, our, our cafeteria, our, our main place of, of you know, gathering some food. Um, myself and my staff, we meet daily. So we meet, prepare for the next day, prepare for the weeks to come. You know, we collaborate, talk about future projects things like that I, I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page um, but then you know we always I always I, I mandate we have to train too uh, mm. as a strength staff like we're we're training whether it's sports everybody we got to train we got to be physically fit and, and do you know what we're preaching um, but also there's just you know whatever the task may be when the work's done um, I don't want them hanging around just to hang around you know there's yeah. going to be some days that I got to pick up my kids from school and I might have to leave at a decent time mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that you know that's why I hired a bunch of single guys most of them are single. <laughs> Smart. Smart. I got one you know a couple of them was a kid but for the most part um, I'm holding the court on the on, on that but uh yeah, so that's a typical day. Then, you know, Saturdays are my favorite. They've been my favorite f- since I was a player is, you know, you wake up, you know you got probably some scrimmage that day, you probably got some live action. Um, you got practice, you don't have school, obviously, so that's, you know, a major factor. Even though I was a super nerd, I like to go to school. Uh, <laughs> is what it is. Oh, one of those. Okay, yeah, fine. I, I did enjoy school. Uh, but, uh, 
you know, you know, and Saturdays, and then you're probably with, hanging with your, with your brothers the rest of the day. So, um, and, and we're hanging with our families. So it's kind of nice, uh, you know, on the Saturdays to do that. Yeah, we t- we were discussing the the sleep uh, stuff because uh, obviously. I have sleep apnea and have a CPAP unit at home, which has changed my life and made it so much better. So uh, it was interesting to, you know, find out. And as he was saying, they're going to have a sleep lab in the uh, new facility that's being built. And believe me, until you know what it is and find out, it's, uh, you know, you have no clue. I had no clue until certain things happened and... uh, you know, so I can see that as being a big benefit and yeah. what you're trying to do with that. And every day, every, every individual is different, you know. So like I said, we do a, it's a daily wellness questionnaire that we ask them seven questions. And essentially it's, you know, generally speaking, it's how'd you sleep? How much did you sleep? You know, fatigue level, soreness level, energy level, motivation level, and how many meals did you eat yesterday? There's some awareness pieces in there, but then there's some very objective pieces where hmm. we can make a recovery score out of that to know where they're at, how they're feeling, and how they're going to be able to perform. Is every day going to be a seven-hour sleep day? I don't think so. I know they're not. So they do give us reliable feedback. Sometimes they'll say they slept three hours a night last night, and that's, yeah. that's what we want, that feedback. We want it to be, you know, like I said, reliable and valid you know, information so that we can help. And if there's interventions that need to be done, hey, man, what's up? You good? Oh, yeah, I was up playing Fortnite until, or whatever. You know, th- that happens. Yeah. And that's okay, but just know that, hey, how does it affect you? We want them to be aware more than anything before they can enhance and, and, and do the things they need to do to, to be physically developed and to succeed on Saturdays. But sleep, you know, we do – holistically it's subjective how much did you sleep so you just got to be aware of when you're going to bed and when you're waking up but then there is uh we utilize a certain technology that we can specifically look at their sleep patterns their hrv as they wake up their resting heart rate some some deeper issues that we can get into just on our side of it that we can we can look at Goodness, what if we all in the athletic department had to fill that out every day? Uh, <laughs> well, that, I was just about to that say. Would, that, would, that would not, I don't know what those answers would be. Well, I'll tell you uh, what, I look at it every day in my stand, and it's, I, like I said, I have a couple kids that still like to come in the middle of the night and hang out. and uh, Can really do it's, that. Uh, yeah, you know how it is. So it's, it, it's, it's not great, but. Well, I think that's a good note to get out on because it is, uh, it's one o'clock. It's time for my one o'clock nap. Nap, okay. Since I was all up right, all night okay. with my kids. It's time to lift. We got to turn <laughs> Pantera Playing Fortnite, too. So, Jake, appreciate your time. Thanks yeah, for coming over. Thank you. Appreciate thank you. All right, that was Jake Flint for Kent Lowe. I'm Cody Worsham. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Play-By-Play, presented by The Advocate.